some of my favorite tips for getting into whiskey, pairing cigars with whiskey, and even a new trick that involves cigar and whiskey that I had never even heard of. What's up, guys? My name is Chris, and you are listening to the Whiskey Noobs Podcast. And today we have an awesome interview with Adam from Dreamer Cigars. If you've never heard of Dreamer Cigars, think Whiskey Noobs, but for cigars instead of whiskey. Adam and I run in very parallel paths, him in the world of cigars, me in the world of whiskey. And so I took this opportunity to sit down with him, teach him some of my favorite tricks for drinking whiskey, talk about the parallels that those tricks have with cigars. Cigars. And then, of course, we talked about pairings. We talked about some different tricks that involve whiskey and cigars. I don't need to talk you through all the summary because you're about to listen to the whole interview. It was an awesome interview, and I think there's a lot of information to be gained and a lot of good tricks that you can do while you're tasting whiskey and or smoking cigars. So without further ado, let's cut to that interview with Adam from Dreamer Cigars. All right, you've got your cigar going. You're about ready to do some pairings here. So I am here with Adam from Dreamer Cigars. Adam, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. I'm excited to get into this. We are going to be tasting three different whiskeys, and for you, it's going to be a pairing, um, which is actually, I think, going to add a little bit of a fun element to it. What type of cigar are you smoking? And so, and, and kind of just give the general tasting notes of it to somebody who drinks whiskey, you know, spicy, mellow, those yeah, sort of things. Sure. I'm smoking the Agonorsa Leaf um, Rare Leaf. Uh, I would say it's probably on a little bit of the heavier side. Um, out of this, you're going to get a lot of uh, notes of like kind of leathery, maybe a little dark chocolate in there, uh, nuttiness. It's more of an approachable, heavier cigar. Um, so I, I think it'll pair well with, from my limited knowledge, uh, in the whiskey world, um, it'll pair well with some of the things that we've got today. So I'm excited to try it. Yeah, for sure. And do you normally gravitate towards like that darker stuff, the slightly heavier? Uh, it's, it's, it's for, for cigars for me, it's all over the place. It depends okay. on the time of day. This is number four for me today. So, you know, it's been a long day at work, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, on the, on the bourbon side, I usually do tend to go a little heavier just now being introduced to scotch and trying to get into that a little bit. Um, it's taking a while as I think it does for a lot of people, but yeah, I'm sure we'll get into that. But yeah, with cigars, I do like heavier cigars as of lately. I've been tending towards lighter cigars. For me, it's kind of like beer, like summertime, light cigars, wintertime, heavy cigars. It's kind of how I do it. Okay. Yeah. I totally am the same way with whiskey. I, it depends on the time of day, what's going on, my mood, all those, what I've eaten that day. I mean, I, there's a lot of parallels there. Um, so what is your experience with whiskey then? I'm curious to hear. Um, on a scale of occasional mixed drink to occasional neat glass to regular you know, neat glass of whiskey, where would you say you land? So I'm probably... I'm escalating quite quickly, and I think it's because of my cigar palate. Uh, like, two years ago, I did not like whiskey. Uh, well, I did not like it. I was a 100% mixed drinker. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, he- the more and more that I got into cigars, the more that I was willing to try in the uh, whiskey world, and then it just became more and more normal to have something just on the rocks. And then now um, I probably have whiskey i am on the rocks guy i do need every once in a while but i'm typically a big rock um kind of guy that's that's where i would say i land but probably at least once every like two days i'll end and dinner with a nice cigar and whiskey okay nice do you have a favorite so far in terms of whiskey um it's funny that you mention it because i've got a, a my producer for my my podcast and a lot of what we do uh, he's a very big whiskey collector, very big. Um, and I've tried a lot of different things from him and I like a lot. Um, the new blackened, I like that, uh, from what, were, what was that band? Um, is, uh, blackened Metallica. I Metallica. Think. Yeah. yeah. Cause they came out with a cigar with Drew Estate. So it kind of made sense for me to try it. Okay. Um, there's a blackened cigar, but, oh. um, yeah, they did the whole thing together. So it was kind of cool, but, yeah. uh, I got married about a year ago, and I had Blanton's the day before my wedding, and I think it's still the best. And okay. I don't know. I, I talk about this on my own channel a lot with cigars. I don't know if it was because of the 
moment because of the experience or yep. if it was because of you know the the whiskey itself because my one of my favorite cigars of all time is an opus x which is if you know cigars it's extraordinarily rare high-end cigar but it was also on christmas day with my parents who like live in seven hours from me and i hadn't seen them in a while so like you know it's like uh it's, it's the same same sort of situation for me i'm like i need to have it again outside of a extraordinary experience and just me on my back patio or something experience it in that way you know yeah, I have that exact same story basically, but with uh, the Van Winkles. I don't know if you've heard of like Pappy Van Winkle, yep. but mm-hmm. um, on my honeymoon, we we were at this bar and they had the ten year old Rip Van Winkle, and so I got a glass of it. And people always ask, you know, what's the best that you've ever had? And I'm like, I think I have to say that, you know, yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm it on my honeymoon. Exactly, exactly. Yep. So. That's good to hear. So I, I think I have an idea of where you're probably going to land with this tasting. But being that you're getting into scotch, I think this will be a fun tasting as well. And I'll get into why exactly that is as we get into these whiskeys a little bit. Um, and and so this episode really is going to be one of my favorite tips for getting into whiskey, especially a lot of people. I'm sure you see this with cigars all the time. They say, you know, it, it tastes good. I don't mind it but it doesn't taste like anything. I'm not getting anything from it. And so I actually stole this tip from when I was into cigars. So a little background for you. I was into cigars uh, when I was 18 and it was legal to get cigars at 18 at the time. And I enjoyed cigars, but I live in Ohio. It's freezing for like more than half of the year. I'm from Cincinnati. So I understand. Okay, exactly. So, so it, it's tough. Um, and I was into cigars and then when I got to 21, I'm like, well, whiskey, same, similar idea. You're doing a tasting, but you can do it indoors and you don't need like nice air filters and stuff. Still lived at my parents at the time. So (laughs) that was how I got into whiskey. But I once upon a time was having that same issue with cigars, tasting anything. And I found out that people say, you know, compare them side by side and see what the difference is. And so what I did was I got in Oliva, Connecticut, and I forget what the second one was. It might have been like a Camacho, uh, the the Maduro, whichever the red label. I forget. Yeah, that. yeah, sure, the heavier one. Yeah. yeah, it was it was something like that. And I tried them. I tried the the Connecticut first, and then the heavier one second. And I was like, wow, that works. And it turns out it works really well with whiskey too. And so that's one of my favorite things to do for a newer person is have them try stuff side by side. So that's that's the background of why we're doing this. And I will mention a few other tips here in a minute um, that people can do if they are just getting into whiskey because, as I'm sure you know, there's like a progression. There's like a, I can't even enjoy a cigar or a glass of whiskey because it's just too much. And then there's, I can enjoy it, but it doesn't really taste like anything. And then mm-hmm. there's, okay, it tastes good. This cigar tastes like this cigar, and this cigar tastes like this cigar, but neither of them taste like leather and wood and all that. And <laughs> then there's actually pulling the notes, which is kind of like the last part. Yeah. So I have kind of tips for that whole progression. But I do want to give you the stage for a moment. <clears throat> People who haven't heard of you before, who are, are just tuning in, and are a lot of my listeners, you know, they drink whiskey. They probably want to pair with cigars. So what exactly is Dreamer Cigars? Just kind of break that down for us. Yeah, so uh, Dreamer Cigars, I started about two and a half years ago um, out of accident. Uh, I was in uh, real estate, flipping houses, trying to be like the HGTV guy of Instagram. And of course, it didn't work because that's an extremely competitive game on social media. But uh, I was always into cigars. And my now wife, she was like, you should try to review a cigar on TikTok or something. And at the time I hated TikTok. I was like, I'm not doing it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. As always, wives are right. So I tried it and my first post hit 10,000 views. And I was like, what just wow. happened? So I bought 20 cigars on my way home and I said, I'm going to try this, see what happens. Three months later, I had a random video hit 1.2 million views and I hit 50k followers and I was like, all right, this is real. This okay, I like this is real now. And then um, after that, we really kind of decided to uh, niche down uh, into and, and TikTok kind of did that on its own, being a younger audience. And 
a lot of people were asking very simple cigar questions. Um, and so we, we branded as a Cigar 101 cigar education company for beginners specifically. Um, started posting across all platforms and partnering with a lot of brands to do educational things. Like we have a cigar beginner's guide that we wrote with one of the industry legends. Um, very simple guide that's in a lot of shops nationwide now. So it's something that we've done. We're, today I was just editing a cigar pairing course. So it kind of this this makes sense. Um, yeah. So I hope I was doing the right thing in there. Um, but we were partnering with a guy that uh, did wine school and owns his own winery. So he knows a lot of what he's talking about when it comes to pairings. Um, but yeah, recently, um, and it's funny because January 1st is always the day where you set your goals and you feel like, you know, new world, whatever. This year for us, that's exactly what happened. Uh, last year, we totaled like a little bit under like 9 million views. So this year I was like, let's hit 10, you know, this is my goal, whatever. Um, we were in January 1st, we hit 8.6 million views uh, because of YouTube. Shorts just blew up for us. Nice. Nowhere. Uh, we had like 2,000 subscribers. It wasn't, you know, it was, it's tough to get there. You know, it took us a year and a half to get there, um, as you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, but now, like today, we're sitting at 176,000 subscribers. Got this fun thing right behind me to, to prove for it. And we just hit uh, 130 million views for the year. And things have been just freaking rolling, <laughs> rolling since then. So, uh, yeah, our, our main thing is cigar education for beginners. But we're trying to do a lot more. I'm glad you reached out because we're trying to do a lot more things like this to take it to the next level. You know, we've done about every piece of Cigar 101 content you could ever imagine. Um, so now we're looking for what's the next level. And this is, this is exactly where I want to go. Help people. Now, you know, everything about the cigar, let's get into, you know, what do you drink with it? What do you eat with it? A lot of different things like that. So yeah, that that's uh dreamer cigars in a nutshell. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic, man. Congratulations on that on YouTube. That's, that's nothing small right there. I, yeah, I, I would love to say I did something specific, but it's yeah. Consistency as you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. People always want to know the secret and it's consistency, a little bit of luck and keep on going forward, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. And you never know what platform it's going to hit on, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, you have over a hundred K on, on Instagram. I'm sitting at 3000, how it doesn't transfer. People ask all the time. They're like, <laughs> what the heck? Like, how do you have here and here? I'm like, dude, it's, it's, it's a lot of just hitting the algorithm at the right time. And even a lot of my, the YouTube people, they, they didn't come from TikTok. Like right yeah. now we have 110,000 on TikTok and I'm like, no, there, there's barely any overlap, if any. And so, yeah, it's definitely a stroke of strokes of luck and hitting that at the right time. And, but also staying consistent and, you know, giving to the people, right? Yep. I, I, when, when you reached out, I, I had seen your page every once in a while before, but when I dove into your content, it's, we do a lot of the same stuff. We're just in two different worlds. Um, it's provide provide value for the people, and eventually it'll spread. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it like you said, we really we really come from the the same cloth from a, two different niches. I mean, yep. the cigar noobs and the whiskey noobs. It's kind of the same idea. Yep, one hundred percent. Yeah, and and it's it's a great opportunity with the media that we have nowadays to be able to provide people the just the basic answers to things that get so twisted in in movies and in pop culture and all those sorts of things so agreed yeah <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad to be working with you man and that's that's awesome to hear about you already you know with those goals that's pretty great and hopefully we'll learn a thing or two about whiskey today i don't have a cigar with me because i can't smoke indoors i, I do this in my basement my whole house would smell like cigars but <laughs> yeah I understand. but i, I will built be a little lounge off the back of my house so this oh. is this is pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, that's super nice. I would like to have a cigar room at some point, especially given the temperature issue that we talked about earlier. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So without further ado, I will let you taste some whiskey, I promise. So you've got three whiskeys in front of you. We're going to start with the lightest so we don't burn your palate out right away. So Red Breast 12-year is where we're going to begin. Now, Redbreast 12-year, this is an Irish whiskey, uh, single pot still, which means it's made with fermented, or I'm sorry, uh, malted and unmalted barley. And 
it is it's a very light sweet drink so i think maybe the cigar will one of two things is going to happen here either the cigar is going to steamroll over the whiskey which happens or the whiskey's going to complement it because it's it's on the opposite end of the spectrum it's a little bit delicate a little bit sweet yeah so <clears throat> i'm interested to see what you think this is more on this is almost like like a double connecticut this is like the lightest of the light that i might have in well not the lightest of the light but it's up there for what yeah. i have so go ahead and get yourself a nose take your time with it that is really light yeah yeah does anything anything jump out of the glass at you i know that you know you're it's a lot different than cigar notes but <laughs> yeah well yeah i mean off the bat i i did do a uh interview on my page with a bourbon guy not too long ago so i was like i'm i'm like I'm getting up there, right? I'm taking my baby steps. I'm I'm learning. For sure. My brother's a big bourbon guy, so. Yeah, I am uh I need to get back into the cigars. I've it's kind of gone to the wayside since I've tried to focus in on whiskey, but I I want to get back into it. And ironically, I, I just <laughs> recorded an episode uh where people asked, "Are you ever going to do pairings with cigars on your podcast?" And I was like, "Funny that you ask that." <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I would say it's actually this is probably the most approachable whiskey I've ever tasted. That's a great way of putting it. It is it's fully approachable. It is nice and sweet and light. You're probably going to notice a little bit of honey. Irish whiskey always gives me almost like a granola type flavor to it. Maybe the granola is where I was thinking in my head but couldn't pinpoint it. Yeah. Yeah. That could definitely be um, that's probably that malted and unmalted barley. Uh, mostly the malted barley is going to give you that kind of granola, uh, almost like sugar cookie type, type of taste, type of smell and taste. Yeah. And, and again, maybe it is the cigar. I feel like there's a hint. It's not, it's not like a smokiness that you would get from like just a heavily peated scotch or anything. It's a, it's like a hint of smokiness, but again, maybe it's from the cigar that's already on my palate. Um, but it's a very smooth smokiness that I'm, I'm getting. Yeah, that could it could be a little bit of interaction with that cigar. Also, Redbreast. It, it I think we're gonna get more and more oaky as we go. But Redbreast does have it is aged, I believe, in sherry casks and in American oak casks. So it's gonna have a little bit of that oakiness to it, and then you'll have a little bit of that sherry kind of light, almost fruity bitterness. I can see that. Yeah, so Redbreast is one of my favorites, um, for especially for beginners. If they're in that slightly higher price range, this runs about sixty-five bucks, I believe, in Ohio. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's so approachable, um, so easy to try, and more importantly, it's going to be fun to compare to what we do next because <clears throat> it is, like I said, we're going to go from very light to slightly darker to the fullest body. So we're really working our way from light to full body here. Mm -hmm. that, yeah, I can see that. I, I did see that there was a Irish whiskey, a bourbon and a scotch. And I was like, that's good. I, I wanted, this is what I wanted to do. So I'm excited. Yes. Yeah. You're going on a little tour here of, of all, all the main kinds. <laughs> And I'm excited for you to try the scotch. So um, we won't get into it quite yet, but it, it is Akintoshin American Oak. And the reason that I wanted to send you this is because going from Irish whiskey to bourbon, we do want to stop at scotch. But specifically this scotch, is it's aged in American oak, and it always reminds me of almost a bourbon-y type scotch. Um, of course, it's not made with the same ingredients in the beginning, but that American oak really gives it a little bit of the, the oaky spice, uh, mm -hmm. a little bit of, of the char to it. It livens it up a little bit. So I'm excited to see if anything is, is the middle of the road between Redbreast and Maker's Mark 46, it's probably going to be the Akintoshin. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. So there's something that, that I like to do. Um, some... Some whiskey people scoff at it, but I, I like it. So, you know, like a smoker will smoke, you know, your, your whiskey. Yeah. I've got a little left here. Oh. If you smoke it with the cigar smoke, it does dramatically change the taste just like a smoker does. And it's very easy to do. I know you, you don't have video right now, but if you end up cutting this up, um, 
if you tilt the glass and you let the smoke fall out of your mouth into the glass, it works perfectly and then it blends and then it's a brand new spirit. That is interesting. I've honestly can I can honestly say I've never done that before. So I'm interested to see how it changes it for you. Especially red breast, it's kind of a clean slate to do that with. So you can see that smoke settles with that whiskey. Blow it out. Give it a little, you know, whirl, let it breathe. Yeah. Brought that smokiness right out for sure. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, probably eliminated a lot of that sweetness um, that was in it. But, yeah, that was that was a, it. Any smoky hint that I was getting it just blew up. Nice. That's very interesting. I've actually, I can't believe I've never even thought to do that. I'm going to have to try that at some point. Yeah, I had a buddy show it to me, and I was like, yeah, I'm sorry, but I'm stealing that and doing it uh, forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you'll find I don't scoff at much here. I usually just find it interesting. So <laughs> so no worries well, I, there. Yeah, I think that's uh, it's the way we need to approach it, right? You know, and that's why I was excited to have you on the last. The people that I had on mine was a little bit of a, you know, little. I, I, don't, I don't want to call them schnooty because they're, they're approachable guys. But the way they approach whiskey is very... Uh, very, very focused and yeah. things you don't do things, certain things and you do certain things. And I was like, nah, just, isn't it fun? Isn't it supposed to be fun? Like try this. And they're like, I would never do that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. There's no wrong way to do it. I, I like to approach it with an open mind just because you yeah. never know what's going to be like, wow, I, I like that seems like it would be dramatically different. And that's like, cool. Like, why wouldn't you want to try it that way? Yeah. Well, I am the, you're the most interesting guy at every party after you do it. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Everybody's like, what is he doing over there with his glass? <laughs> yeah. They're like, wait, wait, what? what? Yeah. Yeah. So, first impression of the Red Breast 12 year, how would you say it was alone and how would you say it was with the cigar? I, I really liked it. I even poured just a little bit back in because I really want my wife to try it. She is not whiskey she does not like it not at all but i really and that's it was a great i'm glad that um we did this one because it really is in my opinion a very very good introductory uh whiskey it's mm -hmm. it's one of the most approachable whiskeys i've ever seen and that's i'm, I'm intrigued to see what she thinks and where, where she goes in her mind and if she's like Okay, now I can see it, right? I think it's a great way to get into it. Um, even, but even just like a Connecticut cigar, again, you know, using my my language in my world, it's uh, it's you're able to appreciate it, even though you're not a beginner as well. Yes, you know, right? it still has enough complexity, enough uh, flavor to it, and and to be enjoyed. Yep. Sometimes there's a value in that simplicity and not having something challenge your palate, you know? Yeah. Which is exactly why right now I'm into the lighter cigars. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I'm glad you enjoyed that. We will get to our next cigar, but I do want to pause here for people listening who are like, okay, I just drank red breast or something very approachable and that's still too harsh for me. A couple of things, and I, I think I'm going to put a twist on this. I didn't plan this, um, so yeah. if you don't have a response for me, that's fine. I'm going to put You're a little fine. twist on this. If whiskey burns far too much for you, if, if you take a sip of it and it's like I'm not tasting anything, it just burns, a good tip that I like to do is I like to say you can mix the whiskey with something like 7-Up is my favorite, maybe ginger ale. I try to avoid Coke. That's got too much flavor, but you can do it. And slowly do less and less and less mixer. And this could be over the course of a week. This could be over the course of months. It depends on the person's, the individual's palate, how fast they move. And eventually you get to this point where you're tasting more of the whiskey than you're tasting of the mixer. And then people start to say, oh, I get it now. I get that whiskey flavor. And usually they can at least jump to like a cocktail or an old fashioned. But if not, just jump straight to whiskey. I don't know if there is a parallel for cigars, but what is your number one, if you have one off the cuff, number one tip for somebody who says a cigar is just too harsh, I can't do it, I take one puff and it lights my whole nasal cavity up? So there actually, there, I mean, there's, there's a, I, I guess you could call it the mixed drink of cigars. Um, 
I'm, I'm sure you've heard of acid cigars before. Oh yeah. Um, most people have, it's, it's a very, very, very big and very popular cigar. And they're, they're for anybody that out there that listening that doesn't know what, um, acid cigars is, is it's basically a sugar coated cigar. Um, it's a little bit more complex than that. Uh, but essentially the, the wrapper of the cigar, the outer leaf where 90% of the taste comes from, um, is infused with a little bit of sugar. So it, it really, you know, you can compare it to some of the heavier sugary acid cigars. You can compare it to smoking Smarties in middle school. Like <laughs> it's, it's not harsh. That's how my wife got into cigars. Like she, she smokes regular cigars with me now, but uh, the first one that she ever was willing to try was one of those. She was like, Oh my gosh, she did that for like two years. Never, you know, never pushed her into anything. The, and then there are medium ranges. You know, you talked about like the ginger ale. So there's there's sugar tipped cigars. So in the the entire wrapper is not infused with sugar. It's just on the tip. So you get that right away. But eventually, your saliva and everything on the tip of the cigar is going to wear down that sugar. And by the end of the cigar, you're smoking a regular cigar. Oh, so, yeah. So it's it's a great yeah. It's a great uh, middle middle ground. There. Yeah, that's literally like, I mean, like you said, smoking down the cigar, it's literally like mixing less and less over the course of like one night, though, rather than, you know, yeah. over the course. Yeah. How about exactly. that? What's the, I'm going to show my ignorance here. What's the the green wrapper? Candela. Candela. That's the first cigar my wife ever took a puff of and actually said it was good. It was the Candela Acid Blondie, the Candela version. Oh, okay. Okay. It wasn't acid, though. Oh, yeah. Yes, it wasn't was like- acid. The first cigar she tried was a green one that looks like it's not like fermented. It was, yeah. Like, if it was an acid, that makes sense. No, yeah, it was it was the blondie. I had a uh, I got like a variety pack of the blondies. I do mm-hmm. enjoy those for like a quick smoke. The yeah. <clears throat> acid is is really good, especially um, when you just want to just enjoy the flavor of it and not you know think about it too much. Yeah, but, it's uh, a great it's a great introductory cigar and if you are in the into cigars and you like that there's there's actually a national ban trying to be passed on flavored cigars so go go google it and you can vote online to not or you can like put up sign a petition to get that not happening because it's 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 pretty heavy i was talking to a guy from drew estate the other day and he was like yeah we're uh we're focusing a lot of our marketing on non-flavored cigars right now because you never know. So, Jeez, maybe good the acids won't exist, you know, at, at some point. Um, Jeez, that's a yeah. shame. That's probably like half of what I smoke is flavor. I usually kind of alternate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. a shame. Imagine so. if they did that with flavored whiskey. It's like, why is that even? We won't we won't get started on that. Yeah, but. <laughs> we don't need to go down that road. We'd be here for hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So if, if somebody's able to taste one, then taste a cigar, taste their whiskey, it doesn't light them up entirely. I like to then move to something like an old fashioned. If you're still not to neat whiskey, or if you're to neat whiskey, then you can either do it neat. You can do it with ice either way. Honestly, I find that that falls like almost 50, 50 who prefers neat, who prefers ice when they're getting into it. Um, and then uh, another tip that I actually have is you, if you can drink neat whiskey, but it still burns a little bit too much, if you try, I don't know if there's a parallel for this for cigars, if you take like a barrel-proof strong whiskey and you take a sip of it and then you have whatever whiskey it is that you're actually trying to taste, the shock of that more difficult whiskey actually makes this one a little bit easier to taste i wasn't sure if it'd work i did it on an episode with a guest and it actually worked <laughs> yeah I, that, that makes sense yeah yeah I, I don't i don't think i have a parallel with cigars um i guess you could do like smoke a double a hero heavy you know <laughs> cigar and then go smoke an acid but that that would be such a different contrast to me it's like do you like steak or chicken? And I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, both. I don't know. Different. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's the only, that's the difference with cigars, I guess, you know, with whiskey, you've got light and dark, but you've also got two dark whiskeys that one's just stronger than the other. And right. it's not quite the same. Cause you don't, you know, have a proof yeah. of a cigar, I, I agree for sure. but 
All right, I will allow you to move on to the Akintoshin and quit talking your ear off about that. But I think that's fun for people who might be listening and trying to to get into cigars as well. Definitely. Glad to help. Yeah. So we're moving into Akintoshin American Oak. So like I said, this is a scotch. This is a single malt, which means it's made entirely with malted barley, all at one distillery. Uh, actually, single malt also means that it is made in a pot still. So just like that red breast was made in a pot still, so is this Akintoshin. It allows a little bit more of that flavor to stay behind, typically. It strips less flavor from the whiskey. This is matured in first and second fill bourbon casks. So it's gonna you're going to see prominent bourbon notes in it, I think. Uh, and hopefully you'll be able to see that, that bourbon-esque flavor, but with the single malt backdrop that it has. So I'm interested totally. to see what you think. Yeah. It, as you were saying it is when I took the sip and I was like, yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Wow. You, that, yeah. Again, I think out of the scotch world, this is one of the most approachable scotches I've had. So you, you picked a good selection. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. That was my goal, you know? <laughs> so it should be pretty approachable. Only 40% alcohol by volume, which is the minimum for scotch. Uh, fairly approachable, but it, it ventures a little bit into that spice of the bourbon, which I think will go pretty well with your cigar. I don't know how, like I said, I haven't had the cigar you're smoking, so I don't know how much yeah. it might steamroll those flavors. Um, but feel free, if you're whatever you're tasting, go ahead and just let me know. Yeah, no, I, I think um, I'm getting like hints of caramel, you know, um, yeah. Again, it's it's just tossing it out there. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's hints of caramel. It's definitely, like you said, got that oakiness. There's no doubt about that. That's right, what I got right away. Yeah. But as I took my first sip, I was expecting that that kind of a uh, what people compare to like gasoline burn <laughs> mm-hmm. that that Scotch has, and this does not have any of that. So I feel like it is as approachable as bourbon in that sense of uh, as to where like doesn't have that bite that a lot of scotch may have yes um yeah yes so, yeah, so, i don't know if i'm on the point or not but oh yeah <laughs> as as i'm sure you know there are no there are no wrong answers really but uh no you're you're on to it uh that nice that caramel the the scotches are gonna be the single malts are gonna be usually pretty forward with like a caramel a honey something like that and then a lot of times with a single malt that's heavily sherried, not what you're drinking here, heavily sherried, you're going to have this kind of bitterness that <clears throat> rests on your tongue. Probably what you're referring to is that gasoline. And that's probably why this comes across a little bit more approachable because it's not heavily sherried. It's first and second fill bourbon casks. So it's got a little bit of that almost brown sugar spice oakiness to it that a lot of bourbons have. <clears throat> And that will make it more approachable for those who really don't like that overly sherried flavor that some scotches do have. Like you think of your run of the mill Macallans; those are usually sherried, those sorts of things. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah that that makes sense. And the the cigar is actually calming it down even more, which is surprising. I didn't see that coming. I thought I was going to bring that oak out, but it seems to be mellow, mellowing it out. If that's word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but. Yeah, that that surprised me, but maybe it's because they're so complementary as it's just kind of joining in together and the cigar flavor is maybe more approachable to my palate and what it's used to and maybe it's you know coming out in in, in the uh, scotch. Yeah, that could very well be. You actually just made me think maybe something that I'll have to do with a, a noob is see if having a cigar could make a whiskey more approachable. That would be an interesting one because you kind of have the the cigar smoke on your palate. Maybe it cuts back some of the burn of the whiskey. I think that'd be a fun thing to try. I think if if they're a cigar guy already, I think that would be the my first piece of advice. Yeah, and, and say like just it it at least, and that's kind of what I did unintentionally, right? Like I said, I I was not a big whiskey or bourbon guy. Um, I did enter in the old fashioned game. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I ran marketing for a cigar lounge here in Atlanta. And uh, as I was doing that, we came out with pairing night. And then I got to try a lot of different things. But I was always kind of like, we should do another old-fashioned pairing. And, you know, like, yeah. I was always kind of headed that direction. But the more that I tried whiskey and kind of 
introduced my palate to it, the more that I would have a cigar. And then every once in a while, I'd be like, I, I actually want a whiskey right now. Like I can see like it's connecting out of that, you know, the, the memory, the guy that I'm doing this cigar pairing course with, like he is very, very knowledgeable guy. But a lot of what he talks about is everything we do is off of memory. I mean, you, you get home and you say, what do I want for dinner? You're, you're just, you're sifting through your files of your brain and all the meals you've ever eaten and figuring out what you want because of your memory. And that's the same with what we do here. And that's now every time I have like a bourbon or a scotch or anything, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have to have a cigar later. Cause now it's just like it, I can smell a bourbon and I'll know exactly what scotch I want. Yeah. Or uh, what cigar, sorry. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. 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 No, I'll, sn- makes- I'll sniff it and I'll be like, yep, that's the cigar I want. That's, it's just, it's a memory thing. And, and then it pairs well. And it's crazy how, you know, people make pairing so complex, but I think it's, it's simpler than people think because it's, it's your memory. Mm-hmm. You know, it's your individual palate. Go off of your memory. If you're a cigar guy, maybe smell the whiskey first so you can pick the right cigar with it or, if you're a whiskey guy, maybe, you know, you don't want to go around sniffing cigars in a lounge. Um, but, well, you can't sniff the whiskey either, so it makes sense. But, you know, maybe if you pick a cigar, take it out of the cellophane, of course, and then smell it and be like, oh, you know what? Some Eagle Rare, you know, sounds great right now. Yeah. And if it sounds great, it's because your memory is triggering that, that thought. So, yeah. Yeah. Little, little tidbit of what I know in this world, but that that's not it <laughs> no you're totally right i mean you don't want to overthink it you don't just try something and if it sucks it sucks but then you know and then you think okay next time i'll try it this way and i always tell people you gotta you know try to pick one one or the other might steamroll each other so i like to pick which one i want to be on the front lines if i want a, a punchier bourbon with a lighter cigar that cigar is going to get steamrolled a bit but yep. um I either want, you know, I want some similarities so I can see it between the two, and I want some differences so that it's not just the same thing on my palate constantly. It's one of those things, you, like you said, you don't need to overthink it. Once you do it a few times, you're like, oh, I just, I think this is what I want with it. It just sounds good based on yeah. what I'm smelling right now. And 90% of the time, you're going to be right. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> All right. So, so I just smoked it. Sorry, I didn't oh, want to. Yes. Talk, no, but... go ahead. I just smoked it. That oak became so strong. It's so funny how like the pairing made it seem a little lighter. And that, and then once I smoked it, it was, it was oakiness and smokiness all day. Just like a little, little bit of like your normal scotch that you may think of. Yeah. That was a big change. That was funny. Wow. I'm sure there's somebody out there who could tell me chemically what's going on there. I don't know. I just know that it's fun. You know, <laughs> that's, that's all that matters to me. <laughs> yeah, agreed. And that's the same thing. Yeah. thing for me. So we will move on here to the Maker's Mark number 46. Now, Maker's 46 is different from normal Maker's Mark. Some people, when I post about it, get a little confused about that, and they're, they're not big fans of it. So let me show all three the full-size bottles here. I do have sure. them. So first you had this red breast, uh, the pot still. And so that's red breast 12 year. Then you had Akintoshan American Oak, which is this one. And now you're about to have Maker's Mark number 46, which this episode is technically the Maker's Mark 46 review. So I will be reviewing it with you. Oh, yeah. And it is very enjoyable. I like it way more than normal Maker's Mark, personally speaking. Um, but what makes it so special is they take normal maker's mark that they would normally bottle up and sell, and then they finish it with French oak staves that they sear. So they take these French oak staves and they actually, you can find this online, I believe like a photo of it. They got this, like, they're all like, I don't want to say tied together, fixed together. And they sit down in the barrels for a certain amount of time. It's not very long, but I don't remember it off the top of my head. I'm going to show my... A lack of knowledge here. A stave is that like a the sliver of wood? Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So they take these slivers of wood. They have a, a very specific. I actually did the tour of Maker's Mark, and they explain it. And they have a very specific way that they sear these staves to get just the right amount of char on them, <clears throat> and then they age it in a normal barrel with those staves in it. 
and that gives it a pretty unique profile that I think you're about to experience. Now, for those listening uh, who maybe this is still seeming a little harsh to you, maybe you've waited until the Maker's 46 in order to join in on this tasting. Something that I like to tell people who are newer to whiskey, <clears throat> and you can try this on this glass if you'd like, is to do a warm-up before you get into the actual review. Um, and okay. since this is the, I don't want to say the harshest, this is definitely the punchiest one that we're going to be tasting, sure. it's probably a good idea to do a warm-up. So what I like to do is first I'm going to focus on the nose. And, of course, you can always observe the color of it. I usually skip that because people don't have any trouble observing the color. They have trouble tasting it. So Yeah. <laughs> oh, darker brown. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... <clears throat> I like to focus on the nose, see what kind of notes that I can pull out of the nose. That's that's the first step. Wow. Yeah, you can tell off the nose. If you get too far in there, that'll start get yeah, that'll start get start to get you. Yes. And on the nose, that's actually a great point. If you're to where it's burning, you might want to back up just a little bit and then you'll you'll get right to that point where it's not quite burning, and that'll be a little bit easier to smell. Also, if you open your mouth, it doesn't look the coolest. It doesn't look like it does in the movies, but it does allow it to move through your nasal cavity a little bit better. So on Makers 46, I typically get like a a vanilla with almost a punch of cinnamon and a little bit of black pepper. You're going to see pretty, I don't want to say drastic, but a pretty big change from the scotch that we had. Yeah, I, I think that cinnamon... I was not able to point it out until you said it. The vanilla, I can see. Um, it's almost like right away you get the vanilla, and then the the spice, I think, maybe is what the cinnamon and the black pepper that you were mentioning kind of overtakes that, for me at least. No, you're you're right on the spot for compared to what I'm smelling. Now, it doesn't have to be the same, but that's typically what I get from it. You're, you're right on there. And so... This is our warm-up. So I like to do that nose because this gives people something to look for when they're tasting it. And then we're still in the, we're still in the warm-up phase here, especially if you're newer to whiskey and especially if you've got a punchier whiskey. I always do a sacrificial sip. So this first sip is not to pull out the most complex, nuanced notes in the whiskey. This is to coat my palate. It's to let it sit on my tongue for a few seconds. Actually letting it sit on your tongue dilutes it a little bit, and it burns less. People always try to gulp it because they're used to taking shots. Letting it sit on your tongue dilutes it a little bit. Let it coat my palate fully. And then when I go take that second sip, my palate's not going to be so much in shock. Now, you've already done two tastings, so your palate might not be in shock. But we can just walk through it because this is my normal warm-up for a tasting. Perfect. I got a ton of caramel in that one. Yes. And so that's what I do during the sacrificial sip. What, you know, we're not getting nuanced here, but what like jumps out and grabs you? Because then when you go into the second sip, then you can see that and see what else you're getting. So yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So caramel. No, yeah, it was, I mean, the, the caramel and it was, it was a lot more and probably like you said, maybe it's because I just let it kind of just fall down the sides of my mouth and really hit, you know, the, the side of the palate where that sweetness is, at least that's what I'm pretty positive is true. Mm -hmm. Um, I got a ton of sweetness out of that. Yes. You're gonna, with the oak and the corn of the bourbon, so these have all been malted barley and unmalted barley in the red breast, but with the corn, the corn's gonna let that spice of the barrel come through, but it also provides kind of a sweet backdrop for these other flavors to come through of the barrel. So it's like this sweet, I actually had a a podcast with some guys and they, uh, the armchair whiskey, armchair whiskey, they always said it's almost like a, a cotton candy to them. They drink a lot of scotch and Canadian whiskey. And I thought, well, it doesn't remind me of cotton candy, but I get it. It's like a sweetness yeah. with that brown sugar, that cinnamon, those heavier notes. So now that our palate's accustomed to it, let's go ahead and let's take a real sip and, and see what we can pull from it. Don't feel too pressured to swallow it right away. Let it sit on your tongue. I always do a little bit of like a chew, uh, just like you do with cigars. I believe you guys, you chew the smoke as well. Yeah. Mm. Wow. That is delicious. That is so good. That is really good. I had a feeling this was going to be your favorite when you said dark cigar. I was like, you're probably going to like this 46 then, most likely. This is really good. 
I I'm still getting a ton of that sweetness. I you know, again, you said cotton candy. I don't know if it's necessarily that where I'm like, but you know it that that is that is delicious. Yeah, yeah, you get that upfront sweetness, and I do have the notes that Maker's Mark says you should get to compare to. I always like to do that at the end of, mm-hmm. of my tasting, but you get a lot of that sweetness. You get a lot of that oak. It's kind of like a vanilla sweetness for me, and then it moves into like a caramel, and then that pepper hits you at the end. Is where you're getting like the spice, the pepper, a little bit of cinnamon. Yeah. Um, it kind of takes over, but it's not overly harsh. You know, this is only let's see, forty-seven percent. So uh, quick math, that's ninety-four proof. So not too bad, not too harsh. Uh, yeah. but, but you are getting some of that spiciness with it. So. That is delicious. I always That's like. That's all. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it, and I'm excited to see with this. So this has, you know, this is aged in brand new charred oak barrels, just like all bourbons have to be, and then it's aged with those French oak staves. So once you smoke it, I'm interested to see how that interacts with the bourbon a little bit. So I will read through as you're doing that the sure. notes that Maker's Mark says they get from it, and I always like to preface this that. This doesn't mean if you're not getting this that you're wrong. Sometimes people's palates are just different, and sometimes distillers like to really dress up their notes to make it seem like it's more complex than it is. So there's a bunch of factors at play. But this is what they say. So they say on the nose you'll get hints of toasty French oak, caramel, and baking spices. I would say that's pretty spot on. And then on the palate, they say mildly sweet and uniquely layered with rich notes of vanilla and baking spice. And then on the finish, they say velvety, subtle, and pleasantly long. Kind of vague on the finish. Yeah. But on the palate. Go ahead. Staying away from that bite. <laughs> they're, trying, they're trying not to say it. <laughs> That's exactly where you'll see that. You'll see, oh, it, it finishes with what? Subtle and pleasantly long. So, you know, why is it long? Because there's a lot going on. It's a little, little, little bitey, a little harsh. Yeah. But on the palate, I think they pretty much nailed it. You know, vanilla, that yeah. sweetness up front, and then baking spice. Yeah. It, the cigar is bringing out a little bit more of that, uh, you know, brand new oak barrel. So it's got, you know, it does bring about a little bit of that harshness in it. Mm-hmm. But, in, in, you know, and going a little bit more towards the cigar it brings it brings the cigar up a notch uh where i said like you know this is a stronger cigar kind of in you know like nicotine content or is is, is terms of like body but it it brings up the cigar a little bit more in in terms of its own little pepper spice bite so i would say out of all of these so far this is the first one where the whiskey actually really influenced the cigar uh, heavily. Mm-hmm. So not to say that the others didn't pair well. I, I think it did. I think the red breast may, may have been a little soft. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I know the, yeah, there's definitely some Connecticut's that you could smoke with that. Um, so it's definitely the fact that I was just smoking a, a darker, heavier bodied cigar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, uh, one of the things in the cigar world that I've learned um, is in, in terms of pairings is there's three three types of pairings that people like to talk about a lot. It's complementary, antagonistic, and then ultra. So like complementary pairing is the, the cigar makes the whiskey better and then the whiskey makes the cigar better. Both are better. Mm-hmm. Both are. The antagonistic, everybody thinks it's negative, but it's not true. Uh one overpowers the other, but it can um, create a new, it can elevate one where the other right. stayed the same, right? And I, I think that's like kind of what the, the red breast did. I don't think it overpowered the red breast where it was like, oh, this is terrible. Like this, it's the cigar. I can't even taste the red breast anymore. It's not even worth it. I think that was antagonistic in the sense that only the cigar changed. The, right. the whiskey kind of stayed the same to me. Um, but with this one, and that's the last one, is an ultra pairing where the two together create a flavor that you weren't going to get out of either one by yeah. itself. And that's that's really what I'm getting out of this is like, and that's why 
if you ever find an ultra pairing and if you, you know, you're exploring this, maybe listening to this with a cigar, um, cause you saw cigars was in my name and you may have <laughs> to do it. Um, you, you may find yourself switching back and forth a ton because you're trying to search for which one changed. The truth is they both did and they're both creating something brand new. And you're like, you're trying to find it, but you can't find it because it's new. It's, it's not in the whiskey. It's not in the cigar. It's like, it's its own thing that's been created in your mouth off of the, the pairing. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great summary there. I've actually never, I, I haven't gotten as much into pairings. I've never heard the three specific terms there. So that's, that's very good to hear. And I'm glad that I stumbled upon that with the Makers 46. Um, that's really it's it's good to see that they went well together. I had a feeling when you said the darker cigar, I thought, you know, we got two different types of oak. We've got some of that tannin from the barrel. I think that can put up a fight against the cigar and not just get steamrolled. So definitely. Yeah. Still delicious. This is, this is one of the best whiskeys I've ever had for sure. Well, that is great to hear. Not too terrible of a price tag either. So you might want to go snag really? yourself a bottle. Yeah. Yeah. I may need to. Yep. Makers 46, fun fact, uh, it was one of the first whiskeys that got me into whiskey. I had it recommended to me. I had like a little bit of money. This is, you know, I'm still in college, so money's hard to come by. And I was like, I want to get a nice bottle. So I asked somebody who I knew was into whiskey at the time, and he said, you got to get Makers 46. And I was like, okay. And I mean, it's just so... It's welcoming enough with the sweetness, but punchy enough to keep you interested. And that's yeah. really what you want, you know? I think it is a perfect whiskey for a guy where, like, I'm at where I – there's very few that I – I will say I enjoy drinking neat. I can, mm-hmm. but in terms of, like, I'm going to sit down and just, like, watch something or whatever, relax, I'm not going to do it neat. You know, I, yeah. I, I like – you know, mine on a big cube. You know, I don't, I don't toss a bunch of little cubes. It doesn't get watered down terribly, but just brings a little bit of that, that bite out. Um, you know, I think a lot of people in the whiskey world do, you know, the drop of water or two or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe it's similar. I've actually never tried that. You know, maybe that's the next step for me into getting into neat, but yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think this, this is a good, probably next phase for me to start saying, okay, well I need to try and find ones like this that I can drink neat for me to start moving into drinking everything neat. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, Hey, there's no shame in drinking anything on the rocks either. I mean, what you just said is basically what I do with cigars. So I drink like all my whiskey neat. That's just my preference. It's also the easiest. I don't need to do anything to it, but like you just said, if I'm watching something, if I'm not, if I'm not just smoking a cigar or just pairing a cigar with whiskey, I'll typically do like an acid. I'll do something flavored. Um, I love the Blondie Bellicoso, you know, a little bit bigger, um, and just because it's it's sweet, it's easy to smoke, and it still tastes like tobacco. Um, yeah. And then when I'm really sitting down and I'm digging, usually if I get the night off, my wife goes out with her friends or something, that's when it's like, okay, I'm going to do this whiskey and I'm going to do this cigar. I'm going to try them side by side. I love yeah. the Oliva Siri V. That's like my go-to. It's a pretty typical go-to, I think, but it is like my go-to. I had one right before this. No way. I love it. I love it. That one and um, slightly less common, I think. I loved, I've only had it twice. The Tatuaje Seventh Kappa Special, if I'm hopefully remembering that name correctly. I don't think I've had that exact one from Tatuaje, but Tatuaje makes some great ones. Yeah. My yeah. favorite from them is the Tattoo. Okay. I have yeah. not had that one. So the, the, They make a lot of different ones for sure. Okay. Tatuaje would be Spanish for tattoo, so the Tattoo Tattoo. That's clever branding. Oh, there. I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 I believe. I hope I'm not wrong. I claim to be able to speak Spanish. I could totally be wrong there, but I believe it is. I believe. Maybe, maybe. it makes sense. I mean, in the cigar world, they do a lot of that mixing. Like I had, I don't know if you've ever seen. Have you ever seen a Calabra cigar? A Calabra. I don't think so. So a Calabra cigar is three cigars in one, and they're they're intertwined. Yes. They're mixed up like like that, but in three, and. Calabra means snake in Spanish, which I did know when okay. I 
I did a review on one and I decided to, you're supposed to take them all three apart and it's three cigars. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I decided for fun, <laughs> I'm going to try and smoke them all together. Okay. See what happens. And I literally, half the cigar had, the ash was intertwining with each other. It was so cool. Yeah. Um, but I posted it and everybody was like, the, half the comments on the entire post were, this dude's an idiot. Calabra <laughs> means snake in Spanish. And I was like, I didn't, I knew that. I, I just didn't say it. The cigar is called a Calabra cigar. Like, right. I don't, I don't know what you're I, like, what? And everybody was like, this dude's an idiot. This dude's an idiot. Now I'm sure you've experienced this yourself. It's oh yeah, the ones where you get the most hate that like that video is at like 9 million views or something. So I appreciate all those comments. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Those do the best. And man, it's like some of the people that will take a minute out of their day just to tell you that you're wrong or that you just didn't say something. I'll have yeah. a video where I, like we just did here, I'll have a bourbon and I'll have a scotch. And I'll say, you know, five whiskeys in general. And people will be like, actually, that one was a bourbon and that one was a scotch. And I'm like, those are types of whiskey. Like, I'm sorry like, I didn't on, say yeah. that in this video. <laughs> my, my, still to this day, my most popular video, it's at 25 million on YouTube. Jeez. It, uh, I did the bite cut. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but there's a, on a cigar when you do a cut, right? You got your normal straight cut. Yeah. Um, you got a cut and then you got a punch cut, but if you don't have a cutter, you can just very gently bite off the end. Yep. And it's not a chunk. <laughs> right. It's a, it's a very simple cuz there's just one small thin layer of tobacco on the top that's capping that cigar um and keeping that end intact, but Yep. I did the bite cut. I was doing an instruction like cigar 101 like I always do, but I I kind of spoke too long in the video and i wanted to make it you know minute or less so it could be a real and i cut it down and i had to cut out the part where i spit out the part that i did <laughs> yeah 99 percent of the posts were this dude's gonna die tomorrow because he eats tobacco <laughs> and that's why that's my most popular video you know i'm sure i'm sure a lot of the views probably were like oh my god I've never no you know seen that cut before like known you could do that yeah. but also like I mean all the comments every single one like this dude's dead he's gonna <laughs> die whatever like dude sitting in his grave all this sort of stuff like oh my dude, gosh you're not supposed to eat it you're supposed to spit it out and I was like I just cut that part of the video out like like so editing I, is a exactly thing exactly what you're saying but I am so thankful that I spoke too long in that video because. 25 million views is pretty fun. Yeah, it's the little things. It's the things that you don't expect. You misspeak. You say something wrong. And that's the reason the video goes viral, which is pretty crazy. There, that was a thing for a while like that I saw on TikTok. I, I, I promise I didn't do it. I do mess things up sometimes. But that was yeah. a thing where people would purposefully mess up something like obvious just because they knew that the comment section was going to explode. I think I know exactly why because Gary Vee posted about it. And he said sometimes in his his ads, like on Facebook, TikTok, all the above, he'll misspell a word. No way. Yeah, just oh. to just to generate, you know, comments and and boost the algorithm, and it'll work. And I'm like, yeah. So I've never uh. done it on purpose either, but I it makes me it it helps because like if I do screw up, I'm like, well, I'm gonna post it anyways to see see if you know this one blows up. Like, yeah. I sound like an idiot a little bit, but maybe that'll help it blow up a little bit. Help, yeah. Help you, you know? And there's something to be said about just having the thick skin to do it and being like, you know what? Whatever. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Anybody, I, just like you, anybody that's done this game, they know. Yeah. Like, you, you just post it. Because eventually you stop giving a shit and you stop caring and you're just like, this, this is supposed to be real. This is supposed to be authentic. I've had a lot of different people reach out to me and be like, your video quality could be better. And I'm like, no, I film it on my phone on purpose. Right. Like I want to be, cigars are intimidating enough. (laughs) Right. I want to be known. I started as the guy literally, I mean, the first year I was on my porch at my apartment complex in a camping chair. Jeez. And I think that's why I succeeded is because people were like, oh my God, normal people smoke cigars. Right. I thought this was for millionaires. And I'm like, hey, sorry, no, I, 
And I had this like shitty old Lexus at the time from like 1998 and the, the uh, back of like the ceiling was like coming, ripping down and I would do videos smoking cigars in there. And I'd be like, look, like this is my car. Like this is what I do. And, you know, so I, I think a lot of it was the approachability. And I, I see the same thing in your content, which is definitely why I was happy to connect because I, it's a lot of very, you, you look like just a regular dude in his basement trying whiskey. Yes. And that's, I think that's, that's why you've been very successful as well. Well, I appreciate that, man. And I totally agree. I mean, I, I honestly, there are, I'm sure you've seen them. There are channels with cigars and with whiskey. The guys are in suits. The guys are wearing the jewelry and I actually enjoy a little bit of jewelry. I like a, a chain. I like a watch, something like that. But I thought about maybe I need to up my game. Maybe I need to cut all this off and maybe I need, I'm, I'm in, referencing my hair for those listening on the audio version uh maybe i need to cut all that off maybe i need to be clean cut have a nice watch have some rings i do like rings but i don't always wear them but i was like you know what no i'm 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 wearing a t-shirt i wear button downs sometimes because i like button downs but you're right there's already enough scary people in the industry it's the same way with whiskey yeah 100 percent. and then and it helps that we're both young you know i don't know Mm -hmm. how old you are i'm 26 so like it's it's a thing where you know the next generation we the next generation you know our generation everybody is all about approachability all about you know just being authentic um and i I think that's why you know again both of us have seen a lot of a lot of views and a lot of uh, attraction because it's it's authentic it's not me trying to fake anything Mm -hmm. In, in that sense you know it's i try and i try and film my videos like I was talking to someone about cigars. Right. That's exactly I would try and film them. It's like, hey, dude. Like, and I've actually heard people say that before. If you're trying to be more approachable, start your video with, hey, dude, and then start talking. Or, or like, hey, Zach, or like whatever, you know, like your brother's name is to make you seem like more relaxed. And then just edit that part out. That is clever. I'm going to try that. I've I've been making a conscious effort to try to do that because I was I used to be a little bit more robotic in front of the camera. I'm gonna have to yeah. try that. That that's well, it an takes interesting. Takes a lot of time for sure. Yeah, it does. Oh, cameras are awkward, man. <laughs> Especially some of these episodes are solo podcasts, and that is just speaking into the void, man. <laughs> Talking to a camera by podcast. myself. Yeah. Yep. I, I commend you for that one. I don't. I don't think I. I feel bad. I feel awkward enough doing like an hour long uh, live where I like. It's just me in the room and I feel like I'm like, you know, talking to nobody and on occasion, like the, the views will go down and then nobody's asking questions and you're like, yeah, guys. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Totally. Yeah, just end it now. I don't know. Yeah. So yep. I, I definitely get it, but yeah, I, I appreciate you having me on today, man. This, this was great. It was definitely a, again, another good step in my my whiskey journey. So I, I appreciate it a lot. Hey man, I appreciate you coming on. I'm so glad you like the makers 46. That was, I always try to take a few shots to get something somebody's going to like. I'm so glad you like it. Maybe that Akintoshin, if you have a lighter cigar can get you into scotch a little bit with a little less of that bitterness to it. I hope. Um, and yeah. I appreciate you coming. I think this is going to be a fun one for folks to listen to because we've got tips for cigars. We've got, you know, how to get into smoking cigars, how to get into drinking whiskey, combining the two, smoking the whiskey with a cigar. I mean, this has oh, got I it all. I haven't smoked this yet. I got a little left. Okay, yes. Let's do it. Let's see what it what it changes it to. It's really easy with a Glencairn. Good point. You got a small target and then it all just flows yeah, down. it's in really there. easy with something like you know, I got my water over here. Something like a normal, like whiskey glass. Yeah. It is challenging. You really, the goal is to make the smoke hit the liquid. So you really want to tilt it as much as possible because it, it will stick to that liquid and sit down there. Yeah. That might've been a little extra smoke, but it's right. Hey, we'll see. <laughs> Definitely brings out that oakiness again, which, you know, smoking anything's going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know what I really should do? And and it would be cool. Like, you could do this video too. You can steal it. <laughs> I have a smoker that I'm looking at. That's why I'm looking over here. Um, I want to smoke a whiskey with a smoker and then smoke it with my cigar and then taste the difference. Because I, I don't think there's a difference. I really don't. Good point. Well, hey, man. Thank you for coming on. 
Thank you for trying this out. You know, this is the, the Whiskey Noobs motto, which you may or may not know, is what we did here today. And I always end my episodes with this. If you want to learn to drink, you've got to drink to learn. And that's what we did. And I like to think it's the same way with cigars. Definitely. Yeah. If you don't if you don't smoke it, you won't know. Exactly. I don't have a clever thing like you do, but <laughs> you know, like we're just we're just cigar education for beginners. That's that's hey. what we do. Nothing wrong with that. It gets the point across, doesn't it? <laughs> I need a clever slogan, man, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, thanks for coming on, man. Yep, I appreciate it, Chris. Thank you, man. Before you go, we do have some new expert noobs on the Patreon. These folks joined the expert noob tier of the Patreon page. They get a lot of really cool benefits, one of them being a shout-out at the end of the episode. So Luke Carter, Jason Jackson, and Jorge Serrano, or George Serrano, I apologize not knowing which way to pronounce that, I want to thank you guys all from the bottom of my heart. I can't say it enough. It means so much for you to support the Whiskey Noobs page. The Patreon makes a huge difference. It's already funded so much that is going to help me bring you guys new and better content. So thank you guys for your support. I will leave you with learn to drink, drink to learn. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Whiskey Noobs. If you need more Whiskey Noobs content in your life, make sure you check out our Patreon page in the show notes. And if you like the show, please make sure to leave a five-star rating or review. It only takes a couple of minutes, and they're way more helpful than people realize. If you want to do tastings alongside the show, make sure you join the email list by sending an email to whiskeynoobspodcast at gmail.com with a subject line that says email list. You'll receive monthly emails with a list of the whiskeys that will be featured throughout the month so that you can buy them ahead of time. You can also find more Whiskey Noobs content on Instagram at Whiskey underscore Noobs and on TikTok at Whiskey Noobs Podcast. Once again, thank you guys for listening. The Whiskey Noobs Podcast does not support underage or otherwise irresponsible consumption of alcohol.